0: From
1: the social justice classroom inside Hugh Boyd Secondary, this is Voices. A youth-created podcast driven by a steadfast commitment to improving the world around us. Hi, my name is Oscar, and my name is Ubo, and you're listening to The Voice Podcast. Today, we're honored to have on the podcast, Dr. Laura Hurd, a professor at the UBC who's rich and in-depth understanding of the topic of ageism, informed by her years of research and teaching on
0: the topic. Professor Holt holds a PhD in sociology and her recent research has examined how older adults' perceptions and experience of their aging bodies are influenced by age, gender, and health norms. Thank you again, Professor
1: Holt, for gracing us with your presence today. Could you briefly explain the concept of ageism and what made you interesting into this field of research?
2: Absolutely. So first of all, I just want to say thank you very much for the invitation. It's a real pleasure to be asked to speak about this research, and I'm delighted to know that uh, you're interested in this topic, because I obviously think it's very important. So I'm going to begin, as you've asked, by defining ageism and just give you a, a standard boilerplate definition, but also try to give you some examples of what that looks like. So ageism is a concept that's defined as the systematic stereotyping of and discrimination against older adults because they are old. And that comes from somebody named Robert Butler, who published that definition back in 1975. And this form of discrimination is based on a person's actual or perceived chronological age. So it can be expressed in policies that exclude people when their ages are actually known let's say they might be excluded from a medical intervention because they're over the age of 90. I'm just giving you a random example or it could be where a person's age is guessed so people look at somebody guess their age and then treat them on the basis of how old they look and how they assume uh, how old they assume them to be So as well as being policies and practices, ageism is commonly experienced and expressed as negative stereotypes. For example, some people make the assumption that old people are slow, they're forgetful, they're helpless, they tend to be sick, they're poor drivers, they're grumpy, they're unable to learn new things, they're out of touch with current trends, they have no idea what a meme is. They're poor employees, they're set in their ways, and so on. So, in general, we say that uh, ageism is a product of our society, where we view being and looking old to be a negative thing, because we tend to privilege youthfulness. And some scholars argue that ageism is ultimately related to our collective fear of death and dying. And so we do things to put a distance between ourselves and those we label as old.
0: Okay, thank you. And do you think, do you consider ageism to be an important topic that many people overlook? And if so, why do you think this is the case?
2: Yeah, I absolutely do think that ageism is an overlooked issue. And there's one scholar who put this very well. Her name is Toni Calisanti. And she has said that we tend not to pay attention to this form of discrimination because it's not something that most of us experience. So it's the one form of discrimination that we will all face if we live long enough. But by the time we get to that stage where we're experiencing it, many people argue it's too late to change it. So we overlook it because we don't see it, because we find it acceptable and uh, because it's happening to people who are often quite vulnerable and unable to fight back
1: okay thank you um what are some of the most common forms or example of ageism that we see in the world today is canada or bc facing similar problems
2: yeah what a great question so let me give you a range of examples uh ageism is expressed in birthday cards So everyday common practices, it's expressed as stereotypes that we accept, we don't challenge. Um, We see it in things like mandatory retirement policies, where people are told they have to leave their work once they reach the age of 65. Thankfully, that's largely gone in Canada. um, But some countries still have those policies in place. Uh, It's also expressed in policies and practices that exclude older people From uh, particular forms of treatment or access to programs. And in general, I would say uh, ageism is expressed as societal neglect of older people. And that's something that became particularly obvious uh, during the pandemic, when we saw how older people were being treated in long-term care facilities. So, and I just want to go back to your question about why is it overlooked? Because I think the example of birthday cards is is quite illuminating. A lot of people uh, think birthday cards are quite harmless and a lot of birthday cards poke fun at aging. So they make assumptions like, oh, your birthday cake's got a thousand birthday candles on it. We're going to have to call the fire department or watch out, you're getting old, you're going to have wrinkles, right? And you can find these birthday cards if you go on to your nearest Shoppers Drug Mart or any kind of Hallmark store, they're everywhere. And, uh, you know, people say, hey, it's not no big deal, we're just, we're making fun of getting older. And my response to that is always, well, what would happen if we replaced the jokes about people being old with racialized humor? What if we started, instead of appealing to Ageist stereotypes we started making fun of racist stereotypes and the answer is we would view that as completely unacceptable suddenly human rights laws would be invoked and they would be deemed an expression of hate so my question is why do we view ageist jokes and birthday cards as something that's harmless and not worthy of our attention why don't we see those as unacceptable and needing change Mm
0: And do you think the young people also experienced age-based discrimination?
2: Uh, Technically speaking, any age group that is stereotyped or excluded on the basis of their age is experiencing ageism. So, absolutely, young people can be stereotyped. And some of the stereotypes we make of young people might include that they're lazy, they're overly focused on gaming, right? the joke about they need to go outside and touch some grass. They're unreliable. They're overly aggressive drivers. Those are all stereotypes based on age, and obviously they're not particularly pleasant. So yes, young people can experience ageism too. However, I would argue that the ageism that older people experience tends to be much more pervasive, and it has, tends to have negative life consequences,
0: Okay, and I want to add some question. like, do you think there are similarities between ageism as experienced by young versus older people?
2: Well, the similarities might be that people make fun of how people look, how they dress, for example, how they behave. So they might target behaviors, appearances, and so on. But they tend to do it in very different ways. And I think the thing we always have to remember is that in our society, we tend to view youthfulness as something we're all supposed to be aspiring for. Now, not too young. Like, we don't give rights to really young people. But we tend to say it's much better to be closer to 19 than it is to be 99. Um, However, Both groups, young and old, can internalize assumptions, those stereotypes, and those assumptions can guide your behavior, right? They become the self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: Are there
1: any common factors that lead someone to be ageist?
2: I personally think that one of the, the biggest factors is othering you know, when we make a distance between ourselves and somebody else, when we don't know a particular group of people and we make assumptions about them. And when we do that, when we distance ourselves from people, we tend to forget that they're human, that they have feelings, that they are complex persons with complex histories and a range of abilities. And ultimately when we do that, we, we can think of them as somehow being different from ourselves.
0: Thank you. And what are some of the impacts of ageism? Can it, for example, have a significant impact on someone's mental health or well-being?
2: Yes, ageism has a whole range of impacts. So on the one hand, let, I'll give you some examples. If somebody who is older internalizes ageist assumptions, for example, that older people are sick and frail, they may not seek out medical attention. They may assume that their arthritis or the health issues that they're experiencing are simply part of growing older, they're to be expected and to be tolerated. If a medical professional similarly internalizes those same assumptions, they may not offer the older person the same treatments that they might offer a younger person that could have serious health consequences. The other thing is uh, ageism could lead younger generations, younger people, and I, I put myself in that category as well here, anybody who's younger than an older person, to treat older people as though they are disposable, that they're not worthy, that they're not human. There's a group in the United States that's called Americans for Generational Equity, and this group believes that older people are using up a disproportionate amount of resources, and they argue that older people should be rationed health care. The rationing of health care could have dire consequences on people's uh, physical and mental well-being. Another consequence, a lot of scholars would argue that ageism is at the root of elder abuse, which is something that we don't talk a lot about and some people don't even know about. So elder abuse is everything from neglect to the physical harming of older people, to psychological and emotional abuse, and to financial abuse, stealing an older person's money, thinking that you're entitled to their, their checks and their pension monies and so on. So absolutely, ageism can have very tangible, terrible impacts on people's life and quality of life. Thank you.
1: Can gender exacerbate ageism?
2: What a great question. The research strongly indicates that gender exacerbates ageism, with women often suffering the worst effects of age-based discrimination in a whole host of arenas. And so an example of that might be that women are more likely than men to experience ageism in the workplace based on their appearances, where looking old can lead to not being hired, not being promoted, and not being offered additional training. So a lot of people make the assumption that older employees are less desirable. The research actually suggests otherwise they're more reliable, they're more experienced, they're more likely to go above and beyond. Um, The other thing is that looking old, in particular for women, is risky because we often value women for how they look. And that might be in magazines and in movies and so on, but it could also be in everyday interactions. And the difference is that for men, when they start to look old, we attribute positive stereotypes to them. We assume that they're wise, that they're experienced. We might even, you know, equate looking old with being powerful.
0: Thank you. And do you think that Canadian government should construct stronger policies to help reduce ageism or provide greater support to those experience age based discrimination?
2: Another excellent question. I absolutely think that the Canadian government and the BC government can and should do more. So while older people are certainly protected by human rights legislation, there's a lot more that can be done. We could educate people about what uh, ageism is and why it's injurious to older people, why it's harmful. We could have stiffer penalties for ageism, for example, in the workplace we could make it we could make it hurt when employers treat older workers badly and i think the other thing we could do is that we could through the government through legislation demonstrate that older people are valued members of society we could provide them with much better housing options more home care better health care and so on and by doing those things by demonstrating that they're valuable and important members of our society, I would go a long way to changing the way that we tend to view the older generation.
1: Thank you. What action do you think that we can take to help our community to tackle ageism?
2: I think awareness is key. A lot of people have never stopped to think about what ageism is or why it's a problem. A lot of people, when I give the example of birthday cards, are kind of taken aback. They've never stopped to think about why that might be a problem. We just take it for granted until it's too late and we're old and now we're victims of societal prejudice and discriminatory policies and practices. So awareness could go a long way. And I also think we could work on breaking down our tendency to other older people And one very simple way that we could do this, I would invite everybody who still has the opportunity, the privilege to do this, is go and interview an older person in your life. Go and ask them to tell you the story of their life about where they were born, their education, their early experiences, their accomplishments, the barriers they faced, the things they overcome throughout their life. And when I've asked people to do this, to to find out who those older people in their lives really are, they're often amazed. They often didn't know what a rich, complex, uh, and full life the older person had had. And um, they're amazed by the skills, the experiences those folks have had. And In having those conversations, they come to view these older people in their lives as full, whole people who really deserve to be cherished and respected.
0: Thank
1: you so much for letting us interview you today, Dr. Hurd. Have a good day. Have a good day. Thank Thank you.
2: My pleasure.